Amen. That amazing grace that will lead us home. Amen. I thank God for that song because that is one of those uh, brought us through songs. Good for Black History Month because had it not been for God's amazing grace, many of us would not be where we are today. Uh, I thank God that he took a slave driver and changed his life and made him write the song about how amazing God is. Well, I won't tarry long this morning. I just uh, will come to you in the way that I believe the Lord has decided that I should deliver a word unto you today. And so the NLT says, and he went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She is only asleep. As I said, I won't endeavor before you long, but I believe that the Lord has challenged me to talk to you today from the subject. It ain't what it looks like. It ain't what it looks like. Let us pray. God, our Father, Lord, we do thank you for the ability to be able to speak the words that you have provided to us today. God, let it be pleasing in your sight. Let those words be edifying to the body of Christ and allow them to hear the message that you are providing to them today. In Jesus' name, we do pray. And I say it, amen, amen, amen. Yes. I hear we find several stories within a story. For example, the stories... Uh, and I use an S because it had, we are shown within this Bible section multiple healings, uh, especially uh, a woman who touched Jesus for healing before he could even get to our main story of Jairus and his daughter on today. We, 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 here we find uh, in the verses 22 of, of the Mark's Gospel and 23, of the text, though, uh, identifying a very distressed man, a uh, distressed ruler named Jairus. And the ruler was distressed because his daughter of only 12 years was sick and died. And being among the crowd of people who had seen the miraculous works of Jesus the Christ, he cried out in his state of distress. He cried out in his state of discouragement. He cried out in his state of disappointment. And falling on his knees, he, he begged Jesus, my little daughter is dying. Please, Lord, please, please, God. Oh, I can see it. I agonize with him. Please. Uh, come and put your hands on her so she would be healed and live. You see, the status of the child looked very bleak. And based on the father's grief-stricken statements, the 12-year-old looked as if she was surely going to die. Now stay with me in just a few minutes. How many of you have ever been faced with some dying situations in your life. 
not necessarily a loved one dying because all of us uh, have had a, a, a loved one to die a time or two, but perhaps uh, you've had a crisis situation. Uh, you've had a nasty situation. You may have even had a dead and stinky situation. I, oh, it was about to get stinky. And you were told, speak to it. Speak life into it. You were told, hang in there. Oh, yeah, but, but it, it still looked like it was still dying. Mr. Swan, and it kept on dying. And it looked like it was going into a state of rigor mortis. You all know what rigor mortis is. It's a process that stiffens the body after death. And, uh, and so rigor mortis was in that situation, it looked like, because it was dying. You wanted to live. You wanted to, it to grow. And you wanted it to prosper, but it still looked like it was dying. I, I'll, I'll try not to take it too low, but let me go here for a minute. Your relationship with your boo, your business, your job, and and certainly your money. All these things, and the, the more you wanted them to in, the, in life, and the more you wanted it to live, look like it starts dying right in front of you. I hope I got some witnesses out there who can bear to the fact that sometimes things look like they die right in front of you. And verse 35 later comes and says, uh, here's a more despondent update to the child situation, saying that indeed the child has succumbed to the dying process and has actually died. And the Jesus who could have changed her fate didn't get there in time oh God. to change anything. Oh, let me stick a pen right here because I know that some of you have felt this way. Because as late as this morning, some of you may have felt exactly like this. And in my testimony experiences, I will be transparent right here and let you know, yes, I, I've been there. I've done that. I felt this way. Yes, 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 yes. Because I felt like it was dying right in front of me. And of course, this ruler in the text has wanted to keep this event from happening. Because in his experience, death was absolutely the end to it all. How many of you have watched as it looked like your situations, your circumstances, your trials, and your questions have turned from dead to dying or dying to dead? You prayed on it. Oh, yeah, you prayed on it. You talked to God in the midnight hour. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you 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 waited and you waited and you you uh, you saw this thing being delayed by delaying God, and, and it looked like your situation simply died on you anyway. Mm -hmm. And it seemed as if there was no God in sight. Where was God when you needed him? Where was it? Where was it? You you look you looked high and low, and he just was not in sight. But let me let me go back to the text. 
And finally, the text says in verse 36, that as, he, as Jesus heard the news after finally getting there, he let the ruler in on a cliff. All right, Pastor, you're going off on the deep end now. You've you begun to get crazy. I'll with you for a minute. But now, see, you're talking about clues. What you mean, a clue? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Pastor Keith? Well, I'm so glad you asked this morning. I want to explain it to you, what I'm talking about, about a clue. The clue is, and here it is, Jesus let Jairus know it ain't what it looks like. <laughs> Did you hear me? Jesus let Jairus know it ain't what it looks like. In other words, it looks one way to you, but it looks entirely different to God. Mm. Mm. There ought to be a shouting point right now for somebody out there. It looks one way to you, but it looks entirely different where God is concerned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our theme this morning. It ain't what it looks like, particularly to us. You see, our crisis situation may always look like they're, they're at their worst to us. But what looks bad to us doesn't look like that to God. I hope somebody is hearing that message this morning. What's looking bad to us doesn't look that way to the God of the universe, the God of our salvation, the God of all power. Doesn't look that way. And so I can imagine, I can imagine the, the delays and the interruptions that Jesus had before getting to Jairus' daughter. And that heightened sense of drama in the ruler's life. This is easy to verify because the text tells us that the throngs of people were following Jesus. And he had even gotten detained a bit by a woman who had been sick the same number of years yeah. that the child of Jairus was in the world. Coincidence? I think not. But for well, God already knew what he was going to, to do to relate these stories. So, so it was done so others could gain faith. And, and Jesus felt the healing power go out of him to this woman who, who was looking for healing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then after he did allow her to be healed, he then continued on his journey to Jairus' house. Can you imagine the impatience of Jairus and his family and his friends as Jesus held up by other folk uh, and, and it seemed like they were standing between life and death for Jairus' daughter? And then they, quote unquote, they <laughs> come to the influential ruler and tell him in effect, that Jesus took too long. <laughs> you took too long, you took too long, you just took too long. And, and, and they added insult to injury, saying, why trouble the teacher yeah. anymore? Wow. You know who they are. You know who, quote, they are. They are always the ones in the crowd that have all the answers to all the problems. <laughs> in essence, they were saying that to Jairus, it is over. And he, Jesus, probably can't or won't do anything for your daughter now. 
But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. It may look like it's over, but it ain't never over until God says it's over. It might look like it's over, but it ain't never over until God says it's over. That's another shouting point for somebody out there right now. Remember, you are in it because you definitely want to win it. And the only way to do that is to wholeheartedly trust in Jesus, not partially, wholeheartedly. You see, when you are in the crisis situations, the day crowd are the ones who give on, on you and God too. They don't have any faith. The day folk in needed uh, to understand that God knows what he's doing at all times. And we are the ones who don't know a thing about God's business. Let me put it this way. The day folk need to let God be God. Mm. I hope somebody mm. is hearing me. They, they need to let God be God. Uh -huh. Let me give you a, a, a short illustration. My mama, y'all know, passed away uh, two years ago in um, uh, 2019. And several times she was rushed from the nursing home to the hospital. And uh, the, the, we would get calls from the hospitals. I can see several times, and one time in particular where, where they said, you need to come right now. Uh, and of course, we were living in Maryland and she was in North Carolina and they were like, come right now if you want to see her alive, you better get on down here. And we were like, well, can we, you think we would be able to hold out until Wednesday? Because this was around Sunday at this point. We think we'd be able to hold out, uh, you know, how, how uh, bad is it? Plus, you know, we had had, um, you know, I won't say alive before, but we were on the edge before and rushed down and find out that everything uh, wasn't as it seemed. So, but this one particular time we, we were on, we decided to go, got called while we were on the phone, on the road. And, we were hearing that the situation was leaking. You better hurry up and get there. Uh, so we prayed over the situation and we went on. Let me tell y'all something to make a long story short. When we got there, here she was sitting up, cautious, and was nearly herself. And the message is, when God is in it, it doesn't matter what it looks like to us. It matters, rather, what it looks like to God. Doesn't matter what it looks like to us. So I want somebody to know that sometimes, even though uh, in Mama's case it was her time, it, it was also time for people to understand that God was still working his work because it wasn't time for her to go then. But yet man was making it look like we were headed for a funeral that weekend or, or right then and right there as soon as we walked in, everything was over. Well, it wasn't quite over because God hadn't said it was over. You see, the text here uh, is at a time when Jairus was in, in the highlight of his ministry and all kinds of people were ready to throw in the towel and, and they needed him. And, and until he came along, they didn't always know what to do. So let me give you a few points and I'll take my seat, but 
Point number one is our situations may look dead to us. But our old message to you here today is to have faith in Jesus even when you don't see the change that you want right away. Uh, let me contemporize this. Jesus told Jairus to hold on, brother man. Uh, don't give up just yet. Uh, you you got to have faith and you you got to believe in me and I will work it out for you. Also, so don't be afraid of what you currently see. Don't, don't be afraid of what it's looking like right now. Don't be afraid of how you think it's going to turn out. Don't be afraid. Trust me. And Jesus told the ruler this because he knew that there was much faith and humbleness in this young ruler. And, and, and he knew that Jairus was different from the, quote, establishment leaders that were there. And you see, the establishment leaders, by and large, opposed Jesus, and they, and they opposed what he stood for. But Jesus was challenging Jairus to use his faith and hang in there. People of God, in your situations, has God ever challenged your faith in, in him? Have he ever challenged you to use your faith and not give up? Mm, mm, mm. You see, but because of the faith, Jairus had two commands. I love this scripture because he had two commands. One of them was, don't be afraid. And the other one was, just believe. Don't be afraid, mm -hmm. just believe. People of the house, I want you to know how it feels, to, I, I, that, that, that I know how it feels to be in an adverse situation yeah. or adverse yeah. situation. Uh -huh. But I came to tell you that you cannot be afraid of any of them. God wants you to take them and strive and just believe that he will provide you with the breakthrough. I hope that sounds familiar. We've been talking about it all month long. And, and, and now we're into the month of February. And we are still talking about it some more. Stand firm in your faith. Hold on to your faith. Look for your breakthrough. Because it ain't what they say it's like. It's what God says it's like. I can remember mama showing us how to plant seeds in the ground in the garden down when I was a child. How we would cut off the ends of a potato that had some buds growing. And we would dig a hole, put it in the ground. And before you know it, that seed would start germinating. And it would germinate just enough underground where you didn't really know what was happening. You yeah. couldn't really yeah. tell what was yeah. going on. Yeah. You couldn't really see what was going on. That's right. But after a while, something would burst through the ground and you could look and say, oh yeah, it looks like it's going to be potatoes coming up now. And, and, and so I, I just want you to know that uh, that leads me to point number two where it says your situations are not dead. They are just dormant. You see, the, the, the potato had to go into dormancy first before it could come to life and make more potatoes for us to make all them good French fries and mashed potatoes and gravy and uh, anything, a potato casserole 
you name hash browns. I know I'm salivating a little bit, but, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And then as we go to verse number 37, that shows us how Jesus planned his work and then worked his plan. What did he do? Not only that he, he planned his work, but he planted his strategy to show individuals with dead and dying situations and circumstances that there is a harvest to come. And so the story goes, first he planned and planted his strategy by not allowing a huge crowd to go in and see him do what he knew he had to do. Yeah. Instead, the text said that he only let Peter, James, and John, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost, go into the room with him. When God is doing his thing, he knows exactly what to do, and he knows that the Trinity in one is the ultimate authority on any situation that we might have. He looked past what it looked like to them, the they, the everyone else. Mm -hmm. He looked past a scene filled with wailing. He looked past the scene filled with disbelief where the people were wishing that they were still, she was, the baby was still living. He looked past the scene filled with regret. And he looked past the scene filled with wishing it hadn't happened. And this is not uncommon when someone you love appears to have died. And it's not uncommon when something you love appears to have died also. I hope you got that one because the levels of pain often feel the same. But Jesus kept looking past and everyone else thought they were looking at it and told the crowd, this child is dead. But Jesus looked at it, looked past everything else and told the crowd, this child is not dead. Uh, it might look like she's dead. It might look like she's dead. It might look like she's dead, but I can imagine him saying, but I'm here now, and I want you to know she's just sleeping. Why? Because I'm in control now. And because the people who are in Christ shall live and never die. In other words, this situation is just dormant. It didn't kill her. It just simulated death. I am, as Jesus would say, the resurrection of the and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. So your situation ain't dead, it's dormant. Sometimes our situations look dead. We are, they are in a state of dormancy. Sometimes a thing just ain't done uh, through changing because God is not through with it yet. All things must act according to God's will, and particularly those that pertain to us. Let me go on to point number three. I got a four-pointer today. Let me go on and tell you. Point number three, if you don't see the way they do, then often they're going to laugh at you. <laughs> the text says that they, you all remember that they, that they in the story, they laughed at Jesus and his words about Jairus' daughter being asleep. How could they see the great miracles of Jesus 
on the one hand and laugh about what Jesus says about the child's condition merely being dormant and not dead on the other hand. How could they do that? Uh, we want you to know today that not all circumstances constitute death and to your plans, to your provision, to your prosperity. It doesn't always connote to death. But people will laugh. People will ridicule you. People will talk about you when they say stuff like, I'm, I'm going to put it in the Lord's hand. You say that, and I'm going to wait on God. And, and people will still be laughing. I can still see uh, a relative of mine loved him to death, but when I was having trouble in engineering school, he said, oh, he majoring in quark. In other words, he is all he's doing is, is studying all of the stuff dealing with those choirs he's playing for in his spare time. But he ain't getting his lesson. He had no idea of what I was dealing with, had no idea of what that, that uh, situation looked like, no idea of how difficult the things were I was finding going on. And as I was trying to work and get my way through, he would make that statement. Love and dearly. I did. But when God ain't finished working in you, when God ain't finished working for you, when God ain't finished working on you, your situation might just look dead, but but and it might go dormant, but but there is a harvest time. So I hope there are some witnesses out there that let the folk keep laughing. Because in the end, God got the plan for you to win. Let them laugh. Let them talk. Let them say whatever. And they had nerve to laugh at Jesus of all people. But let them talk. Let them laugh. Let them go. Ha, ha, ha. Fall all out if you want to. But I know even when you're uh, studying choir that God has a plan. He has a master plan. And it may look like you are afflicted and, and that you your situation is sick and dead. But the scripture says that to the believer that that these life afflictions won't last because God is going to deliver us from them all. And then here's my, my last point. It will look amazing in the end. Somebody ought to get that one. It's going to look amazing. Reverend Denise already said it's amazing. Great. Well, your situation can look amazing in the end. And so Jesus spoke a word to the girl. Hallelujah. People of God often, all, and here you go, Pastor I, often all we need is for Christ to come and speak a word uh, to our situations. We can let him speak a word and watch things begin to change. Watch things happen in a different way. Watch something come back to life. And, and, and the text not only says that he spoke the word, Talitha Kum, but, but, but that, he was saying to the little girl, I say to you, get up. And he took her hand simultaneously, and the girl got up from her deathbed, and she walked around. God can and God will raise the situation so that they can be amazing in the end. I love this scripture because I've had some times where I thought it was all dead, and God said, I ain't dead. It's amazing now. So, so let me put it this way. You may have been through hell and high water. You may have been through yeah. dangers seen and unseen. Yeah. 
It may have looked like you were down for the count. It may have looked like you were going to remain beat up and broke down. It may have looked like you might continue to look weak. And it might look like you might continue to look worn. And it may have looked like you were going to die in your situation left for dead. Oh, uh, because you were going to lose the battle. But I just want you to know today that if we trust God and we never doubt, we will look amazing in the end. Let me say it this way. You will come out smelling like fresh flowers. You will come out the door looking like new money. You will never look like what you've been through. Hallelujah. It, it doesn't matter what it looks like well, to us, well, but it matters what it looks like to God. That's all that counts. To the same Jesus that went through that act ain't what it like looks like. Takes this process and he lays it on us. Those of us who are living right now. You see, God, back then they loved him one minute. And crucified in the next. Come on, preacher. And then they came uh, in this day and age. They loved him one minute and they crucified in the next. Oh, but for their sake, he became planted in the tomb. Hallelujah. And he laid dormant. Hallelujah. For three days. He went dormant, but, but didn't he look amazing on the third day? Because he was resurrected. With the Holy Ghost power, he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. He rose with all power in his hand. So I repeat, it ain't what it looks like to us, but it stays what it looks like to God. That's what really counts. And the people of God said, amen.